0: I me to your The Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. And this week, I have a very special guest, actress, actor. We say actor now, don't we? We I'm cool with that. I feel like people don't say actress. Sometimes I catch myself saying waitress, and I'm like, who (gasps) am I? So. So. Actor or actress, whatever your pleasure is. Improviser as well. She's also a sketch comedian. It's Kirsten Rasmussen. Hello. Welcome and hello. Thank you. And hello. For having me. Oh, my pleasure. My God. You did the show a while ago. We yes. did a duo set with my partner, yes. Matt McCready. I did. Yes. How'd you like it? It was very fun. <laughs> I had a great time. Um, all the other acts were very educational. Definitely. What normal. was on that night? Um, there was a few readers. Yeah. Um, there was uh, um, a woman who sang opera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you had an interview with a dominatrix, I believe. Yeah, okay. That would yeah. be Lady Shane. Yeah. yeah. I definitely looked her up after. I was like, gotta know the details. And I was <laughs> know like, the de- this is expensive. It yeah. Was, I was fascinated. Yeah, she's a great gal. I have yeah. her on the podcast pretty often just because she has... Very crazy and interesting stories. Yeah. And she's also crazy and interesting. Like, she, the passion behind her, like, she's wild. I find it fascinating. I'm like, if I was rich, I think I would just try one of everything. Like, I just would, I mean, like, any experience one could have. Yep. Like, the other day I was researching hypnosis therapy and I was just like, I gotta do it. And I was like, oh, it's expensive. I was like, I just wanna try it once because I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, what does that, what is that? <laughs> I don't even know. I just... uh, (laughs) I just wanted. I was listening to a podcast about hypnosis, and I was just like, this sounds great. And then, so I looked up, in Toronto hypnosis, there's a place, it's called like Morpheus or something. That can't be it. But now it seems like it has to be. Morpheus. Which is the name of the guy from The Matrix. sure is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I want to try that. I want to try, I want to get like a a, a vulva massage, because I feel like that's a thing that I will freak out about, but I'm like, what you know, I, anyways, did you Google that? What's oh, that, yes, what's Googling that about? That. It's about, um, uh, just like any other massage you would get on any other muscle of your body, but obviously on, in your, on, on the vulva, in your, on your vulva, <laughs> in your, on your vulva, <laughs> um, just cause there's so many muscles in there. And I think, oh, um, a lot of people argue that like memory or pain can be trapped in the muscles or, or just t- tension. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I'm a cyclist, so I'm like, I think there's a lot of tension up in there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of vulvar, um, vulvular, vulvular, tension. No, that Vulv- can't be right. Vulvular tension. That Vul- sounds like a great band maybe? That's a good band Volvular <laughs> Vulvular tension. <laughs> it's for sure like an indie rock girl screamo band. Oh, for sure. <gasps> oh for sure. God. Oh, man. That's but great. it's not erotic. It's just like, no. Massage. No, I think, I think, um, obviously just like, you know, I get a regular massage and... I am like, Kirsten, be a human, you know, uh, like, don't be aroused by this. And it's hard not to. So I'm sure you would be anyways, right? So, I'm sorry. Someone's grinding on my butt. I'm not going to be like, I have no feelings. <laughs> like if I was a dude, I always think when I'm getting a massage, if I was a dude, I would have, You'd a, have boner a boner. Right yeah. Cause someone's touching you and yeah. you feel so relaxed yeah. and like, yeah. Yeah. How can that not be sensual, really? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it is not for a lot of people, oh. probably, but... Sometimes it hurts. I went to one masseuse who was such a jerk that it wasn't. She was so mean. She was like... I was like, I'm tense in my shoulders. She's like, what do you mean? Why? I was like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to stay because I was already naked. <laughs> you had to I'm put nervous. yourself through it? Yeah. Oh, no. I was so mad. I was like, $80 to just be slightly annoyed? <laughs> Just reefed on uh, in a terrible way. Yeah. Oh, no terrible. not even Enya in the background. No music. <laughs> not even Enya. Oh, I wish I remembered where it was so I could be like, don't go there. Yes, yeah, so you can write an <laughs> online review. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even talk about sex in the podcast. It's just me being like, I like this place. <laughs> this place sucks. Yeah, review them right now. Yeah. <laughs> just me reviewing. Would you ever go to a rub and tug? A lady rub and tug. You know what? Um, I rub and poke. I rub would and... try anything once or twice, I think. I'm the same way. Yeah. So um, I would have to be in the right mood. Oh, yeah. And I think there would be a lot of things that, there that would make me be like, no, thank you. Like, if it smelled weird, yeah. or if it seemed dirty, mm-hmm. or if the person gave me a weird vibe. Those were, would all be things that would make me leave. Those are hard no's. Yeah. That, that's the hard line. Yeah. So you'd have to get me in the door, and then it would have to smell pleasant, look mm-hmm. pretty clean, and then the person would have to, like, be. have gentle eyes. <laughs> <That's a> caring <laughs> warm. Yeah. Yeah. Looking out for your well-being. <laughs> i would totally go does that I, that's got to exist for women to go and do that oh i know I they're littered everywhere in the city for guys to go oh, and get that done yeah but they've gotta be, oh, well, I've got to be they've got to do google when i get home go another thing to google yeah so sex care still like yes <laughs> oh my god do yes. you okay sign me up <laughs> where 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 is it where do i go <laughs> What, what, what's your favorite part of your sex life? Oh, boy. Well, you know what? It's very non-existent right now, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, okay. I'm just, I feel like I'm coming out of a dorm, dormant period, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited to get get, get back into it. To get started. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, I think I just like learning someone else's body. I think that's very fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's exciting too. Mm-hmm. Like adrenaline pumping. Yeah. To be with someone new. Mm-hmm. And to get to a place where maybe you know the body but you're figuring it out better. Like just in like a friendship or a relationship um, when you get to that place where you're like oh, uh, oh I get it. I get what they like. Or mm-hmm. like for me it, in new friendships or relationships, it's always like, how do I make that person laugh? I think that's the thing that I obsess That about. you go to because you're a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Because that means a lot to me. I like to make people laugh. And so... Um, like little victories you're talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah. Or when you know the kind of joke for the kind of friend. Yeah. Like, oh, you'll love this. I love that, and I feel like same in Same sex. thing in the Those bedroom. Those the moments that I really like where it's like, oh, oh, you'll love this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it. Yeah, so that's really fun. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so right now are you just, are you online anywhere, dating? Like, trying oh, to do I, that, or what are you? I was trying, and I just kind of I'm finding it hard because I had um, one kind of bad experience that just uh, which I think is the plus of online dating, which is like kind of how disposable it is a little bit, but um, I didn't like how it made me feel. Uh, I went on a few dates with this person, it didn't end well, and then it just like... Just like never spoke to each other again. Just ghosted. You yeah, both ghosted. Right. We out both of it. ghosted. But he he had been very rude to me, and so ugh. my ghosting was kind of like you were an asshole. And I guess I kind of expected him to be like, hey, and then I could be like, you were an asshole. Yeah. But then no one spoke again, and I was just like, ugh, ugh, um, ugh. shake it off. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm from a very small town in Saskatchewan, so I think also meeting total strangers, um, I just find it so difficult because growing up. I had a context for everyone, and then being in comedy and improv, always the comedy, the communities are so small. Mm-hmm. So it's like often you'll know everyone, met them a few times, or someone else knows them, has yeah. recommended them, yeah. or yeah, you know that you're gonna see them again. They have a responsibility to you or that community. Um, so meeting a full on stranger is really weird for you. It's weird. I find it really hard. Do you find that? you still feel that way if you communicate online for a while and kind of get to know each other that way? I think no, because my experience with that is communicate online for a bit um, and then meet the person and be like, oh, they are different because it's so edited. Edited? <laughs> edited? Titted. Edited why is that so weird to say edited edited there yeah. we go yeah um it's so edited so people can be like people can really manicure their responses yes. i know i do that personally like just even writing a normal email to anyone i'm uh-huh. sitting there like editing it editing editing it yeah. for a long time. Even oh. texts with me, oh actually. God, I overthink really? texts. Yeah, I oh. edit. Like, maybe not with my friends that I'm really comfortable with, yeah. but, like, if it's somebody that I don't talk to that often or... Yeah. I'm, I'm like, taking oh. a while to write it. Oh, my God. I'm the opposite. I need to take more time. I'm so reactionary, and the improviser in me is just, like, let's get the conversation going. Yeah. And so I'll look back at texts, and they're filled <laughs> with spelling mistakes and, like, like just... Terrible stuff, and even in emails. I sent an email today to um, uh, the, uh, this teacher of mine that I'm taking a class from, and I looked back in it, and I was like, "That was so unprofessional." There's so many like gibberish lines. I was like, "Oh gurf," this exercise is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote back so professionally that I was like, "And you're like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> oh crap, okay, you can't, you can't write like you talk, Kirsten." Mm-hmm. So you find that you when you meet the person, it's, like... It's different. Totally different. And I think also because I am, like, I, uh, I, though I sound like an idiot sometimes, I <laughs> am an intellectual person, and I can get really intellectually stimulated by people, mm-hmm. uh, but that is different from um, uh, a sexual inspiration or a, or a body thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel... Like, I'm a very physical person. I danced uh, for, like, all my youth, and... Um, so I, th- I feel like like that's one side of me and then my brain is the other side. And so I can really fall for someone intellectually and then be like, don't touch my body. <laughs> don't touch my body. Don't touch it. I'm not into it. Uh, and then otherwise, you know, I can get really like physically stimulated by someone and be like, wow, you're boring to talk to. Like my brain is bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always been an interesting balance. For trying me. to get both. Yeah. Trying yeah. Trying to find both in a, in a partner. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever really, really hit that? Really got that? Um, or are you still, still searching? I think still searching and the yeah. moments where I found it have been unfortunately in tumultuous situations like hmm. affairs or something oh. so um, oh. you know where it's been like ooh, and maybe that is the extra excitement maybe that's part of why it did work because yeah. it's, like, it's like oh this is bang, this is exciting <laughs> yeah Sexy. yeah so do you while you're by yourself right now are you masturbating are you like oh, self-love yes. going on yes yeah 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 but um, I, uh, I suffer from anxiety and depression okay. and I just started a new medication. Okay. And, uh, I can't, I can't get off right now. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> by myself? I've heard that with, it's, with, uh, like SSRIs. Yeah. You know who talks about it a lot? And I'm, it's not like I'm outing her. Natalie Norman on mm. Crimson Wave talks about it yeah. a lot because yeah. they talk about sex a lot on their podcast. Yes. Um, and I think that's a main Place I've heard about it—that it really, really affects your sex drive. Well, I don't find it's my drive. I'm still thinking about it a lot, Um, fantasizing about it, dreams all the time. Uh, (laughs) Sexy dreams. Yeah, like I, I am—I have a big sexual appetite. That's uh, like I've always had. Boyfriends be like, uh, or partners be like, "Will." (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and will be like what Uh, again, please? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now please, (laughs) but. So, but I just, I just find that the, uh, I can't, and it's always been harder for me to get off from masturbation, I think, uh, because. Rather than with a partner? Yeah, I get into my own head a lot easier. Okay. And like think my way out of it, but with someone I think I'm just so excited about them that yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah. The focus is taken off of yourself and, yes. and onto the other person. Yeah, exactly. That helps. Whereas like, I'm in, while I'm masturbating I'm in my mind being like, relax, idiot! <laughs> That's a great voice <laughs> to have in right? your head when you're trying to get off. Relax, you idiot! <laughs> you're so dumb! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look weird right now. What angle is this? Oh, your foot's asleep, idiot. <laughs> Are you, so are you, when you masturbate, are you watching something or doing something? Um, or you're uh, just like in your own fantasy? Often not. Sometimes I'll try. Like, sometimes if I know, like, if I'm having trouble, um, um, then you'll turn then I'll on try something. To watch something. Yep. But I find I get distracted by that too, because I'll be like, yeah, like, especially modern porn where I'm just like, um, I'm like, wow, is that what vaginoplasty looks like? <laughs> like, I'll just get distracted yeah. by things. Yeah. Or I'll be like, ugh, oh, I can't stand the tone of her voice. Like, someone just be like, hell Yeah. Just like, I can't. You're a Muppet. I can't. I can't. You're a full Muppet. I'll, like, stop the video and just practice the voice. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to do that later for a sketch. <laughs> <laughs> like a baby <laughs> dying oh, that's dark that's terrible yeah <laughs> yeah when that happens I'll mute it I'll yeah, probably really? I'll mute it yeah <laughs> or if like the guy is saying I, or if they're just like saying something that yeah. I don't like like it's just so manufactured yeah I'm just like okay mute yeah. <laughs> and then I'll continue yeah but you'll just everything you'll get distracted I get just dis- yeah I get distracted really easily yeah I find, like, watching porn, like, I'll be really into one part, and then it will change. And I'm like, oh, no. No. And, and then I'm not into that next part. But what I'll do usually is then just go back and watch a part I like a bunch oh, of times. Oh, yeah. 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 I feel like reading, for me, is probably the best thing. Like, if I read oh, yeah. a book that's kind of sexy, sexy, then, then that's kind of, like, the vibe that I'm in. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. I read a couple Leonard Cohen poems. <laughs> Wow. Diddle one out. Nice. Diddle one out. Leonard Cohen, Cohen, diddle one out. Do you read Erotica? Um, I don't, but. You should if if that kind of arouses you a little bit. You should give it a shot, yeah. I can uh, recommend a great author. Oh, great. Myself. Ooh, okay. Okay. (laughs) My stuff's okay. Like, I shared a story with somebody the other day, which I was like, yes, I'm really proud of this story. But there are a lot of stories where I'm like, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) Don't just, don't go to my blog. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. There's so many just throwaway stories. <laughs> Have you, you're a writer, you're taking a writing course, you just yeah. said to me we're pre-recording, right? Mm. Have you ever written anything kind of like sensual or? Uh, for partners. Yes. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Oh, man! Do you like doing that? Um, It was fun. I've only done it, uh, um, I guess, for two different partners. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun and kind of like a cool exercise because it was artistic. And at the time that I wrote it for one partner, we were in different cities and actually kind of in a rough spot. And so it was kind of like, um, yeah, it was like a combination between love letter and fantasy and healing I guess yeah and hopeful um and so it was really fun and it kind of surprised me I don't know where it is now because we're not together anymore and yeah. so I may have like ripped it up or something but <laughs> it was burned in I, the fireplace I think about it sometimes being like oh like that was really a fun uh, thing, thing and, and a special thing because I think like I uh, I am a big creative person and so much of that side of me is shared with the world mm-hmm. and so to do stuff like that for a partner that's more intimate and yes. just just free for them, I think I really love that. I really love like love letters and stuff like that, yeah. and so that was kind of a fun something something I'd never done before. You should take if you like taking writing classes. Uh, Creative Firefly Creative Writing does a great erotic writing workshop. Oh, cool! And these are gals that um, I've used a lot of their students in my shows to do oh, nice. readings. Yeah, um, and I know them from way back. They used to rent out my cafe when I owned a okay. small cafe, so yeah. I know them from then. From yeah. then, and I actually applied. As a writing coach at one point too, very fun. <laughs> I did not get the position, um, but they have a lovely. Um, her name is Danette Relic, and she okay. does the erotic oh, writing, which is interesting. You know, yeah. yeah I always uh, try to throw throw gals their way. Yeah, yeah. Because I love I love erotic writing. Like I should do it more. Like now, my focus is more like podcast, stage right. show, stuff like that. But. The odd time I write a story for the stage show, um, just because I'm like, oh, I need like a small thing to open that's just kind of like a teaser, and then I'll write it like for, just specifically for the stage show. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, I really this is fun, and yeah. I'm good at it, and I like it. Like yeah. I should do a little more. Yeah. Since you mentioned writing stories for partners, do yeah. you uh, create any other sexy presents for story for uh, partners? You know, I haven't really. Ever, I um I will say that I wa- I, I have been a prude in my life. Have you <laughs> for a long time? Yeah, I, I grew up religious, sort of religious. I was brought up Catholic. Really, and even though it, I at ten I was like, I think this is bullshit. Um, I th- I think a lot of the indoctrination stuff kind of stuck with me because I was really uncomfortable uh, with my body. Um. I really didn't start enjoying sex till late 20s really and um uh like had a hard time ever masturbating until later 20s as well just like just a lot of shame and guilt and and even now like I uh, one of my really good friends we talk a lot about sex and I'll always I'll always wait to tell her about things like something will happen like this summer I had a couple one night stands and then she'll be like why didn't you tell me about that when it happened and I'll be like I guess I thought about it and I was like, I, Why? I think I was ashamed. I think I need the time to like think about it in my head and reassure myself that having a one night stand doesn't make me a slut or a whore or, and, or a like, bad person or whatever, all that stuff. And, and I know those things intellectually, but I think because like slut was banding around my house, like, <sighs> um, uh, it was a word that was used a lot. <sighs> and, uh, and so I was just, uh, a kind of, pr- crude in a way that, um, I was just like, this is just who I am. I don't like to be touched. I don't like my body. Mm. Uh, and that's what I was like for a really long time until acting school where I think it just demanded that I kind of look at those things. And then it took me a long time to be like, okay. Like I remember in acting school where it was like, let's make a massage train. And I was like, this is my death. Like, I hate this. (laughs) Nobody touch me. Oh my God. Mm. Um, and I'd had partners at that point, but just like, who's always so stressed out about it, um. So, so in my last long-term relationship was the first time where I thought, like, I felt like I really opened up to, right, to sex in a way that was, um, amazing and allowed me to fully express my appetite for it. Yes, because you're saying you have a large appetite. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because you hadn't for so long. Yeah. Yeah. hadn't really indulged it for so yeah. long maybe yeah and I think because I am a physical person like I am a very that's how I express myself so that's obviously a huge part of it yeah of expression um, but it just yeah just took me a long time to get to there, get there. Comfortable. Yeah. yeah I think I have a similar story like yeah I don't think I really got to the point where I was focused on my own pleasure mm-hmm. until very late same you're saying like late 20s, maybe mid to late 20s. Before then it was more of pleasing the partner, which I'm still concerned about. I'm still focused on, you know, it's, but it's great to have both. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Like, yeah, I don't even think I really knowingly masturbated. Like when I was younger, I'd like hump things and stuff like that and just be like, Oh, that feels good. But like, I wouldn't like actually sit there and masturbate ever. Yeah. Like I would never really be thinking about my own body and what pleases me. And I would yeah. never be doing that really ever. Yeah. Maybe cause I had kind of a religious background as well, but yeah. And I had some shame happening for yeah. sure. Like, like a lot of people do. Yes. And yeah. like a lot of women do mm-hmm. specifically, but yeah, I'm a late bloomer and I kind of attribute that to, my, like, I had sex very early, like, kind of too early, and Mm -hmm. then I didn't for a long time. Right. Because of what you're saying. Yeah. Like, felt ashamed of it. Yeah. But I think where pleasure and sex are linked, like, that came really late for me, and that's why I'm so, like, invested in it right now. Like, it's part, such a huge part of my identity right now. Yeah. Whereas 10 years ago, like, no, not even. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Yeah. And maybe that's why, (laughs) because... it's all just like weighted yeah let's take a little breaky poo okay and then we'll be back and we'll talk about more sex and uh lovely sexy things Mm. delicious (laughs) (laughs) this episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of come as you are Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With its feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. So that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit ComeAsYouAre.com. Hi everyone, thanks for listening. We're back at the Bedpost Podcast with Kirsten Rasmussen. Oh, hello. Welcome (laughs) back. (laughs) We were talking about masturbating a little bit. Do you enjoy any toys in your partnered or solo sexual... Um, a little vibrator, I guess. A little I vibrator? Enjoy. Yeah. A little vibrator. <laughs> um, yeah. In my, I tried once a dildo and just was like, no, it was too yeah. hard or something. It too hard? What it was it made of? To, <laughs> uh, just some, like, plastic. Yeah? A hard plastic? No, it was soft. It was like jelly, but I couldn't. So I was silicone. Also, I couldn't, yeah, I, I couldn't figure it out. It wasn't for me. I didn't <laughs> like it. I didn't like it. I'm the same way. I don't, I will, I need a vibration. I need a vibing thing. Yeah. Like I would never grab just a dildo. Yeah. And be using that. Yeah. Never in my life have I done that. No. 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 That does not do it this, for me. This was a vibrating one, but I just couldn't, mm-hmm. I was like, that's fine. It's not for me. And then for a long time, I didn't have anything. And um, I had, I think I had a bullet for a long time. Is that what those A bullet vibrator? Little ones. Yeah. yeah. The little one. Those were great. And then yep. I, I think it broke at one time and then I was just like, Oh, whatever. And I just uh, used hands and imagination and that was great for a while. (laughs) I remember I used, um, the first bullet vibrator I got was like super cheap and it was like a battery one. Mm -hmm. So I, and it drained batteries so fucking fast. Like (laughs) every week I was buying new batteries, which is terrible. (laughs) And then Um it broke. I'm sure I got another didn't learn my lesson. Another super cheap one. It broke like within a month. Oh man. Went through maybe fifty batteries. (laughs) Oh (laughs) my god. Stupid. So I think I invested in um it might have been like a Wee Vibe. I think it was a Wee Vibe. Um I don't remember the exact name of the vibrator, but it was kind of the shape of a tongue. Oh. Like it was this flat kind of Mm -hmm. kind of curved flat thing like Mm -hmm. this, which I loved but it started to break like after a couple of years it started to kind of peter out where it would suddenly just turn off oh and though now i know when that when it starts to break to put it aside and get yeah. a new one yeah whereas at the time i would i'd be trying to use it like for a long time yeah. while it was malfunctioning yeah. i keep trying to use it and it was the most frustrating fucking thing oh. Ever yeah. like with partners and solo like I just kept trying to use it. <laughs> You're like, no, it's time for it you know, in the middle of something. And and then, yes! No! Yes! Constantly! Like, yeah. why? Why did I keep trying it for so long? <laughs> and then once you finally put it aside and get a new one, it's like, oh, oh. why the fuck didn't I do this like oh, four months ago? Oh my god. Like That's I had- how do I feel about relationships? <laughs> <laughs> I I I am I'm always like it's not working just get rid of it like I think I'm the opposite I'm like oh it didn't work once just get rid of it get rid of it get rid of it (laughs) just one strike yeah and move on yeah oh oh commitment no thank you not for me it is I would you know I think it would be nice I think I'm I think I'm ready I don't know but I've uh, I've been terrible at it in the past (laughs) that commitment yeah I think everyone struggles with it, though. Oh, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, even in a long-term relationship. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Matt and I, we've almost at five years now. Yeah. And we, you know, we, it's, sometimes it's a struggle. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. and we're constantly, I think, where sex is concerned, trying to, like, do new things. Like, right. to try and, like, just to not be bored. Not that sex with Matt is Boring. <laughs> it's great. Um, But just to try, you know, to try and like, yeah, you gotta try. Yeah. You gotta yeah. keep trying. Yeah. Like consciously. Yeah. Because, and there's also times where we just kind of stop trying. Yeah. And then it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I think about that even as a single person. It's like, Yeah, there's moments where you're just... Well, in these last couple months, I'm like, I just have not been trying to get out there. Yeah. And then being like, okay, this is when I think I need to because it's coming up in, like, different... Uh, in different areas of me being like, okay, suddenly I'm thinking about it a lot, mm-hmm. and I think whatever the uh, a sexual appetite can, there can be an ebb and a flow to it. Yeah, uh, for sure, hundred percent. And I think I was kind of depressed in the summer because I was off medication entirely. Oh, and uh, and so then I was just like, well, I don't, I don't need anyone to touch me. I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> And now that I'm on medication, it's kind of balancing out, although it has affected my sex drive a little bit. I'm in a positive place, so I'm just like, "A mama wants sex. (laughs) So, gotta gotta figure that out. Yeah, you gotta put energy into it. Yeah. Like, I feel like people that are having sex, like, that aren't in a monogamous relationship, that are having a lot of casual sex, it's because they're putting energy into it. Yeah, yeah effort and energy. It takes a lot to date, right? It, it's tiring. It's like so it's so tiring. You really have to put a lot of energy into it. And I don't have a lot of free nights. Yeah. And I really like my friends, so I find it really hard to like put time aside for people I don't know very well. Yeah. You know, and then I'm like, "Good, oh, what what if their breath smells weird?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get really into my head about it, but I know it has to happen because suddenly I'm like uh, I'm like thinking about other people or I can just tell when I'm like, all right, I need, this needs to happen. This now. needs to happen. This needs to happen now. So what would you do? So what do you do when you're like, okay, need, mama needs to get laid? Are you going online or are you? Um, I will probably in the next couple of weeks do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, uh, just cause it's just been in the last week where I've been like, oh, okay. All right. This <laughs> needs to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think at different times it's been differently, but I've definitely noticed that I've gotten into trouble before in the sense of, like, old, like, it's so easy to, like, pick up on old relationships. much easier. Or, like, um, I have, I I think I have some confusing friendships, too. Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, Because the sort of relationships you have in comedy are intimate, so some of the friendships can be confusing. And then even some of my other friends that I know from, like, earlier, like, acting school. Like, I'm trying to think of my one, uh, this one. I've dated a few girls in my life and I'm a bit queer and like these mm-hmm. the, the, those relationships I always notice how complicated they get oh, or in yeah. moments of like I need to have sex and then I'm hanging out with a girlfriend of mine who we have a past and it's just like I'm like I can't handle this <laughs> I can't talk to you about your boyfriend all I want to do is make out of you right now this is so frustrating <laughs> and it's so funny because I think she could tell when that happens but we kind of can't talk about it anymore because we've talked about it too many times right and so, she's with somebody. Yeah, and I think they might have a queer rule, but I think I'm not, I'm not allowed because, <laughs> um, because of past, a past yeah, things. yeah, and that's a thing, yeah, that's a thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, exes uh, are off limits. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a weird thing to be like, well, I guess I won't hang out with that friend right now. It's <laughs> terrible uh, because I can't behave well. I so just, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <sighs> yeah. I hear you. So you see gals, you said. I do. I mean, I'm a really attracted to women. I find I've mostly always dated men. Um and I I I feel like my this, so, this sounds really weird, but I feel like my queerness is invisible and I've never um, I've never attempted to make it more visible, mm-hmm. I guess. Mhm. Like, I guess that was always something, um, for me that I was like, I know that, it, uh, once I recognized what it was, and I think that had a lot of shame wrapped up in it too, being like, am I, what am I? And then, um... And then being like, oh, I'm. I, it's not that I'm a label, I'm not a label. Which I think is so exciting about young people coming up right now. That they're just like, yeah, I'm not gay or straight, I'm a human. And yeah. I'm just like, oh my god. And yes! That's yes. so cool. Because I think in my early 20s I was like, I guess I gotta be like a capital L lesbian. And then I was like, I really like being with men. And then I was like, bi seems to have all this weird shit involved with it. And then to be able to just be in a place where I'm like, oh, I think I'm just attracted to humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All different types humans. All different of humans. kinds of humans. Mm-hmm. And just the way that my life has been, it's been mostly with men. Mm-hmm. But the, the queer seems to be more indicative of queer, this kind of... Yeah, it just yeah. seems friendly and I feel like... It seems friendly. It does. Uh, I don't know the weird. I, I used to get bullied in high school, and they called me Queerston, and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah <laughs> like thinking back on it now, I'm like, "Yeah, Queerston, that's great. That is great." Because uh, that's yeah, how I feel. Where I'm just like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't feel straight," yeah. and um, that's yeah, queer more suggests like non-binary, yes. kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's a, it's a conversation and it's more human based and yeah, right, um, right. And, and I feel this way in the sense that like these women in my life that I've had moments with, I see them to this day and I feel that same way about them. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I fell in love with these humans hard and that, that won't ever shake off of me. Um, and even, you know, the women that I've just been physically attracted to, I've been like, oh yeah, that's hard. That, that will always be there. Yeah. Similar, same how it is with anyone that I'm attracted to. Yeah. Any human. Yeah. 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 Did you ever kind of have a cameo process at any time? Um, I think a little bit. It was like, but it it was in, it was in university and so it was pretty soft. Never (laughs) to like my family because I don't, um, I don't, to my siblings. Yeah. I'm really close with them. But to my other extended family, I was just like, I'm not telling them anything ever. (laughs) (laughs) Just in general. Yeah. It's just like not a great situation. And like uh, my mom was the one who kind of used the word slut. And I was just like, so I'm the youngest. And so I kind of learned like, oh, you don't talk about this because then it could be used against you. Right. Sort of kind of thing. So I'm just like, I'm very private towards them. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyone who knows me knows that about mm-hmm. me and all of my partners have known that about mm-hmm. me. Um, um yeah, and I think at the time like I fell I fell in love with a, a, my best friend and and we kind of fell in love with each other at that time. Who was a woman, a woman yeah. and also mostly straight at that time. Mm. And had a boyfriend and I remember she got into another acting school and and I remember being like it's not fair that you get to leave and we don't even get to have a conversation. Like just mm. because we're friends if we were dating we would have a conversation about you leaving but because we're just friends we don't right and she was like right and we had this huge talk about it and then uh and then we realized that we had feelings for each other (laughs) it was very sweet and very like innocent (sighs) both of us didn't know what to do about it but um was anything done about it, um, I think, other than that conversation? <laughs> I think we, like, kissed, and we've kissed a few other times right. in, in life, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, kind of, it was definitely, like, a big eye-opening moment for me of being like, oh, what's, also what's possible, that it's not just one thing. I think uh, when you're younger and you're just like, this is what life looks like, and then you get older and you're like, whoa, there's so much possibility. So much more. Yeah. Of who and what. You can touch. <laughs> 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 and then after university and yeah. then, and then what was there more queer or Are there more queer happenings? Not as much. No, I moved to Montreal thinking like maybe I had, I've had so many crushes on women, mm-hmm. but I haven't had any more. Uh, I had another, there was another person I did in university, a woman, um, and since then it's, you know, it hasn't really happened. Mm -hmm. which is weird because it's yeah I'm always like oh you know and yeah I've definitely had big crushes Mm -hmm. and then and then nothing yeah and on tinder I usually do both but I get so weirded out on tinder so quickly why I don't know I'm always just like what I had a moment where I was messaging with a woman and she's like oh I'm with a I'm with someone now, uh, but maybe we could go on a double date if you're with someone. I'll bring my U-Haul, and then i had to ask my lesbian friend. And I was like, "What does that mean?" And then she explained it to me, and I was like, "Oh, this makes me so nervous to date women because I feel like there'll be a lingo I don't know." <laughs> and then I'm like, and "Then I'm like, get over it." Kirsten, yeah, you're fine. Make out with. What them, did people. that mean? I don't even think you, I know what that I means. I think the expression is that because uh, uh, lesbians get into relationships. Yeah. And okay, that's serious. what I assumed very quickly. Yeah. Okay. Like so your U-Haul. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, we'll all move in together. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. (laughs) That's what I assumed, but I didn't want to make an assumption. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So when you say you're, you know, maybe in the next couple weeks you're going to go online. Yeah. So we'd be seeking ladies as well, or you think so? I think I always do. All my settings are like everybody, (laughs) everyone, please. (laughs) Um. Yeah, and then there's always part of me where I'm like, I should just go and like go and sit and drink at a queer bar. Yeah, that's what yeah, I should yeah. do. And then I'm like, when are you going to do that, Kirsten? With yeah. like, what free night? <laughs> and then because if I ever happen to have a free night off work, I'm like, ooh, I should do a comedy show. Yeah. So it's hard when your first love is your job. I think, which is the truth about me. My first love is my job. It's comedy. Yeah. 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 Being on stage has always been the most fulfilling thing. Yeah. And so it it's it, it's a good problem to have. I it's feel a good like problem to have. But it's definitely like getting a little bit older and being like, all right, like a career has been number one for a long time and like um you know i'm a human i'm a human (laughs) what about your human needs you know so uh i think i i think i have to be more diligent in putting that time out yeah for for, a relationship yeah type life a sex life yes exactly that's what it's called it's important that's one right and i'm always like better just work harder (laughs) That'll make me feel better. (laughs) Yeah, why am I so stressed out all the time? I don't know. I haven't had sex in three months. Ah! Uh, Let's just do a comedy show tonight. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I'll just do a comedy show and sign up for three classes. Great. Bye. Do you ever pick up after doing a show? I feel like that would be an optimal time to pick up. If someone in the audience seeing you be the thing that you're like so good at. I I've had men hit on me. Yeah, After shows, but I find it really hard because I'm I'm very confident and aggressive on the stage. Mm -hmm. And um, not that I'm not that in bed, but there's an in-between part where I'm a very social anxious person. Right. And so I find the way that men approach me after shows sometimes a little off-putting. Right. uh, Or also I'm not afraid to go blue in a set, but I don't want someone to come up to me and be like... You like big dicks? I don't know. Like, um, what do you mean by going blue? Going blue means crass in comedy. Like, I will go dirty in a scene, right? Very comfortably um, on stage. And then a guy will see that and think that that's his that, cue to, yeah, or that's how to approach me. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh no. no. That was like a very small joke. That yeah. <laughs> was like, yeah. yeah. But I find I'm, uh, and I'm also very attracted to other comedians myself. I like other people who are funny Mm -hmm. so festivals were always something like in earlier days like now I know too many people and it's more of like a reunion of old friends but when I was younger and going to festivals I was so turned on the whole time I was just like oh my god (laughs) talent crushes um, on everyone yeah a buffet of the kind of people I love and they're all amazing and like oh my god yeah yeah so you're saying that people like a dude would see you super confident in a set and you feel that's not really representative. How you are on stage isn't really representative of, like, your full personality. Yeah. 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 I think it's a very... I think it's... It would be like someone meeting you on your most intense day. Yeah. Like, you know... Because I've also had people come up to Me come off stage and then be like, Wow, you're insane. And me be like... Um, yeah in that scene I was for sure Um, anyways I'm gonna get a latte so bye (laughs) that's terrible wow you're insane like I'm a regular person I was acting on a fucking stage like for sure I played a goblin eating her own shit on stage (laughs) yeah that's what I did I'll admit it and I'm proud of it but you know um, know, is that me in my real life I like want I want you to ask me out on a date why would you assume that yeah (laughs) That's how I am all the time, just in life. Yeah, not at all. Or maybe, I think also I've just been being picky and cynical lately. Like, I've had a couple people ask me out and me just be like, no, no, because I did it in a weird way. And I'm like, no, I can't even begin. No. (laughs) No. No. You don't. Uh, I feel like this, what's happening to me lately, which drives me nuts, is people not really asking. Mm. Like, people being like, you want to go for coffee? And then me showing up and thinking it's a business meeting, but it's a A date. date. And then me being like, you sneaky shit. Yeah, right. Because if you would have asked me on a date, I could have said no. Now you haven't. Now I'm here. In this weird limbo thing where if I suddenly say, I'm not into you, then they can be like, I never asked that. And it's like, but... Mm. Yeah. Just ask me out. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Make it clearer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I not would. a very patient. I'm too aggressive. I've been told that. Like, I'll just be like, hey, you want to uh, make out a bit? <laughs> like, <laughs> you want a dirty maker? <laughs> yeah. I get too impatient. I'm just like, are we touching tongues? Are we sexing yet? Am I going to see your butt later or <laughs> should I just go on? Yeah. Where's this going? Yeah. yeah. I like to know that too. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I think I'm more, I'm so much more confident when I know exactly what's happening. Like, if I know the end game is sex, then I'm like, great, you there, come over here, let's do this. And then we're going back to my place. Like, I feel like I'm so, I'm like a different fucking person. Like, if I know it's sex that's happening, then I can like find the person I want to do it with. Like, great, let's go. We're doing this. Like, whereas if it's like, yeah, like a relationshipy thing or something that's more layered, way more layered. Yes. Then I'm like, not like that at all. Yes. (laughs) I I find the same way because I'll, I'll be, um, I'll have a little more patience or I'll want things to go a little bit differently if I want to date the person, I think. Yeah. Whereas if it's sex, I'm just like, It's like you, me, bed. (laughs) And that's always an interesting situation. Like where I'm like, where you're in, in a place being like, oh, they just want sex for me, and I think I want a relationship. Or vice versa. I'm like, okay. oh, they're putting in a lot of effort here, and I just wanted to get banged. So, oh, no. Oh, no! <laughs> um, so I've had a bit of that this summer, too. Or or where both people just wanted to get banged, but both people are nervous that the other person wants a relationship. That's the most funny one, where I'm like, let's just be adults and talk about this. Yeah, we both wanted the yeah. same thing, actually. Like, I just want to write to you, chill out, I'm not in love with you, just wanted to fuck yeah and then i'm like can i write that can i write that to somebody <laughs> chill out chill out you're not that cool <laughs> i don't love you i can in... write that right i'm not in love with you can we just fuck a bit can you write that to somebody is that mean yeah. uh, that's... <laughs> it's something it's something it's something right, something. right? Oh man, we're at time! Whoa! Wow! Oh boy! It is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what did I say? What did I say? What has been it forty-five minutes? Oh my god! <laughs> Are you okay with it? Yeah. So good. Oh my god, it's funny. It was great chatting with you. Yeah, thanks for having it me. It flew. I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Do you uh, want to tell people about anything you're up to? Show wise, Um, comedy wise? Oh, I have a web series coming out that I'm really excited about. Yes. Um, It's called Healing from Heartbreak. Mm -hmm. It's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, And it's uh, uh, the story of a middle-aged man who I play. Love playing men. I'm queer, whatever. Great. Um, And uh, his name is Courtney Douglas and he's just gone through a divorce. So it's like kind of a a self-help video that he's doing to make himself feel better. Oh my God. Uh, So it's kind of, it's sad, funny, Mm -hmm. and uh, I really love the character and that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks. So do you have a date? Um, I'm doing a, a, a live premiere of it here in Toronto on November 17th. Fantastic. Um, at the Bad Dog Theater at 9.30pm, so we'll be showing a bunch of the episodes, and then it'll start airing probably, um, starting in December, like, one, uh, every couple weeks, I think. Perfect. Yeah. And you do live shows all the time, yes, basically. Yes, at, uh, Bad Dog Theater and Comedy Bar. Mm-hmm. Um... And I'm kind of around there all the time. Oh, and I have a show that I'm producing called The Girl Show, Mm -hmm. which is an improvised um, show. Kind of, I guess it it started as a parody of girls, Lena Dunham's Girls. Yeah. And now it's kind of just turned into its own thing, but it's quite raunchy. So it's really about female friendships, female desire. um, Kind of the tagline is like, fuck, flight, fight. Yeah. Kind of the idea of like you know, yeah, women who are in their bodies who are like, yeah, I like to have sex, and I work three jobs, and I pay my rent, and I fucking get what I want, and I love my friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's kind of the show. <laughs> that sounds amazing! <laughs> Um, so it's a late-night show that will be a Bad Dogs Monthly starting November 18th uh, at 11pm at Bad Dog Theatre. Yes, love it. Thank you so much, Kirsten. Thank for, you for having oh me. Oh my god, thanks for coming and chatting with me. Uh, this has been Kirsten Rasmussen, and I've been Erin Bim, and this is the Bedpost Podcast. Uh, check back often, because we release a new episode every Friday. If you want to see Bedpost live, the Variety Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8pm. So for more information on everything Bedpost, please visit our us on facebook at bedpost erotica or on instagram at the bedpost sex show and lastly the bedpost podcast features original music by stephanie copeland who can be reached on facebook or at her website stephcopelandmusic.com